but we all have something that we're just is holding us back or it's something we worry about or it just makes us feel really inadequate. It's a journey and I'm just starting out on it, but it's important to me. Thank you for your candor and your honesty. This is Brian Clark from Copy Blogger, and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to www.ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Hello and welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast. This is Ash Roy, the founder of ProductiveInsights.com and the host of the Productive Insights Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, then you can access further YouTube videos just by heading over to youtube.com forward slash Productive Insights. If you're listening to this on iTunes, you can find all the show notes to this episode and a link to the video recording at ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 145. Now, today's episode is very different to most other episodes I record insofar as it is very much about some emotional challenges that I have been struggling with around creating video. As it turns out, Amy Porterfield, who I interviewed in this podcast episode, also has been struggling with similar challenges, and we ended up discussing those on this episode. Initially, this episode was supposed to be about course creation and productization of information, but Because we connected on this challenge that we both face around creating video, and particularly our self-consciousness around appearing on video, we decided to record an episode about it. Now, I was quite reluctant to publish this episode, but Amy encouraged me to publish it. And so I'm going to honor that, and I'm going to go ahead and publish this episode. Something in particular that I do feel self-conscious about is the fact that I was not looking at the camera for most of the recording of this episode. And the reason for that was because we were recording on Zoom. And as it works out, Zoom has the image appearing on the left side of the screen. So I was looking there at Amy, thinking that I was making eye contact with her, which I was from my perspective, but the camera was over there. So I was looking over here, talking to Amy, and it looks like I'm looking away from the camera. I am talking to Amy and I'm trying to make eye contact with my audience, but I forgot to look at the camera. Amy, of course, as she always is, is flawless, and she's looking straight at the camera. So if you think I look shifty because I'm not looking at you at the camera, I apologize in advance. I hope that you find the content to be compelling enough to mitigate any shortcomings this video may present. And it will be interesting to see how this episode is received, given that it's not as business-like as most of my other episodes have been. It is a little bit more emotional, if you like, However, I personally believe that mindset and emotions are probably the biggest factors that determine our success or lack thereof in business. And to that extent, this is very relevant. Now, this episode is being published in October 2017. And during the episode, I promise to respond to every comment for the next six months. So if you have any questions or any comments, please go ahead and leave a comment at ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 145. And I promise to respond to that comment and every single other comment for the next six months. Now, in an attempt to desensitize myself and face my fears, I've decided to include a blooper reel at the end of this conversation. I think you'll enjoy it, so be sure to check that out too. Now, without further ado, here's Amy Porterfield and I talking about the biggest challenges we face around video 
and what we are doing to overcome them. Hello, today's guest is an online marketing expert and educator and the host of a top-ranking podcast named Online Marketing Made Easy. She's worked with mega brands like Harley-Davidson Motorcycles and Peak Performance Coach, Tony Robbins, where she oversaw the content development team and collaborated on groundbreaking online marketing campaigns. Through her best-selling marketing courses, thriving social media community, and her popular podcast, she inspires a grounded, tangible, and self-affirming sense of, wow, I can really do this for over 250,000 online entrepreneurs. She proves that moving away from step-by-step into action-by-action Even the newest online entrepreneurs can bypass overwhelm and self-doubt and move closer to building a life and business they love. I'm delighted to welcome Amy Porterfield from amyporterfield.com. Welcome, Amy. Well, thanks so much for having me. I am delighted to be here. It's an absolute honor to have you here. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time, and I am so grateful to to have you on. So, Amy... Um, we've been chatting a little bit before this podcast recording, and initially our plan was to talk about online courses, which we intend to do at some point in the future. But following this very moving podcast episode that you released yesterday and I listened to last night, uh, we had a very, very important conversation, and we've decided to have a, a slightly different topic for our conversation today, and that is going to be about mindset and overcoming challenges around presenting oneself on video. Now, Amy, you and I both have had difficulty presenting on video for various reasons. And um, we're here to talk about how to use mindfulness and any other techniques that come up in this conversation to overcome the various challenges we face in business. Now, not being comfortable with being on video is just one of those challenges, but the ideas and principles can be applied to just about any challenges that one faces in business. So let's start by talking a little bit about your episode yesterday, and why don't you open the discussion by talking about what your challenges have been and why you see it as important to overcome those challenges. Okay, so it's still really difficult for me to talk about because it's so personal and quite honestly, it feels a little bit embarrassing. But basically, the episode I did was about why I truly hate video, meaning like the truth behind it. Because for so long, I, I do video a lot in my business, but I'm always telling my students, I don't really love technology. Video feels very scary to me sometimes. I feel awkward and I would use all these other words, but the truth is I never feel comfortable on video because of my weight. And I feel embarrassed by my weight. I've had times where I've been a lot thinner than I am now. So when I see myself on video, I just want to cringe and I feel embarrassed and shameful, quite honestly. And so the reason I did the episode, I said this on the the podcast is for two reasons. One, I wanted to give a voice to that shame and I didn't want to feel shameful and I want to move past the embarrassment. And so I thought if I just say it, it's almost like just vomit it out. Like I am embarrassed about how I look. I think that it would take some of that sting away. At least I had hoped. I've done some kind of on a journey around this. So I've, I've read a lot and talked to a lot of people about it. 
So that's the selfish reason why I did it. But the reason I also did it is I knew that my listeners struggle with the same kind of stuff. Maybe not weight, but we all have something that we're just is holding us back or it's something we worry about or it just makes us feel really inadequate. And so one more thing I'll say about that, then we can talk even more about it, sure. is that I even said on the episode, it's more than just my weight. That actually isn't the issue. The issue is that I have really high standards for myself and I set these big expectations for what I should do in my business, how I should present my brand and all that good stuff. And when things don't go as planned, I feel like a failure and I feel inadequate and not worthy and I beat myself up. And for me, what that looks like is uh, I'm an emotional eater. So I'll turn to those cupcakes in a hot minute when things just don't feel right. And so that the, the not feeling enough, even when things aren't going well, is really the bigger issue. So my whole point was, I want to love myself no matter what. I want to accept myself no matter what. It's a journey and I'm just starting out on it, but it's important to me. Thank you for your candor and your honesty. I have about 100 videos from all these various interviews I've published. This is probably the 145th or 46th episode I'm recording. And yeah. At least about 100 of them are videos with very accomplished people like, you know, Joe Polizzi from Content Marketing Institute or Neil Patel from Kissmetrics and Ryan Levesque from... They're big names. Uh, yeah, and I have tended to interview very big names. And I've interviewed them on video because I always intended to publish the video one day. And to this day, I have never published them. Largely oh. because I too, like you, feel self-conscious about my appearance. Um, I used to have hair and I used to uh, be about 20 kilos lighter and maybe I'm just vain, but um, I don't like how I look and I want to go back to how I used to look and that's not going to happen. Um, but let's come back to talking a little bit more about... Um, Sorry, I'm having a mental blank here. But let's, let's come back to talking a little bit more about accepting ourselves as we are. And one technique that I have found to be very, very effective, which I have been practicing on and off, is the practice of mindfulness. And essentially, mindfulness can be described as the process of focusing your attention on a certain thing. In other words, being mindful of that thing. In this context, it would be your emotions using your breath as an anchor. So emotions come and go, they pass, as does the breath. And right. so when we bring our attention to our breath and use it as an anchor, we're bringing our attention back into our body and we're able to process our emotions as they manifest through our physical body, whether it appears as a tingling sensation in our shoulders or butterflies in our stomach. Being able to observe this process until it dissipates is a very powerful way to deal with these emotions and not react to the emotions, but rather proactively watch them as they go by. You watch it, you name it, you sit with it, and it dissipates, and then you get power over it. I think it's so valuable, the way you explain it in the sense of sitting with it. And I had learned from um, a woman, her name is Brooke Castillo. She has a podcast called The Life Coach School. And I'm not a life coach, but I listen to the podcast because it's so freaking valuable. I love it. And one thing she taught me is that 
I can handle any emotion that comes my way. And as you know, I did this podcast episode and I talked about this shame and embarrassment. But one thing I think is so important for all of us to know, especially entrepreneurs as we're growing our business and doing what we're doing, that no matter what emotion comes your way, if you really do believe that you can sit with it, you can feel it, and you're not going to die over it, (laughs) then it allows you to just just accept it. And that's one thing that, as I said, I'm on this journey, I'm really working on. doesn't work all every day, but I remind myself of something, I feel it in my throat when something's really, when I feel very anxious. I, I felt it this morning over something. I told my husband, I feel it right here. Right. And then I realized, wait a second, I can feel it and I'm not going to die over it. I'm not going to just be flat on the floor if I choose to just feel it. So yes. I don't know, there's so much, typically I don't talk about emotions when I'm teaching my students how to be entrepreneurs, but it is a very big piece of the puzzle, this mindset thing, how we approach everything we do. I have been struggling with mindset for pretty much all my life. I've had some really great guests on the show. And I still feel like an imposter. I still struggle with, am I good enough? Yeah. I'm a lot better, mind you. I don't want to give people the impression that the mindfulness <laughs> isn't working because it is. I'm much further forward than I was. And I'm so glad you brought that up because sometimes when I talk about, well, I've just started to talk about my vulnerabilities, so it's new to me. I remember before I launched the podcast, that podcast episode, I said to one of my really good friends who's also in the industry with me, I said, I don't want my students to think that I'm weak or that I can't teach them the stuff that I know. So if I come across and tell you I'm embarrassed by my weight and I feel really uncomfortable on video, I don't want them to hear that she's not my teacher then. She's not the right person. So with you even saying like, look, I've gotten a lot better. I wanted to say that like a million times on the episode, like I'm still a really good teacher and I could teach you these strategies to build your business. But it's just that insecurity. If you see my weakness in one area, will you think I'm a weak person? And I think that's why so many people don't want to share this stuff. Well, let's unpack that a little bit because I happen to have the fortune of having grown up in an Eastern culture. I lived in India till I was 17. And then grew up here in Australia from then on. Well, I lived in the US for a little while and in the UK for a while, but in the Western world after that. And I do have the benefit of two different cultures. Now, it's very interesting because in our Western culture, we are taught to be strong. There is definitely a lot of value to that. There's no question. Yeah. But there's an important difference between vulnerability and weakness. And I think it takes a certain strength and courage to say, I am feeling weak, as paradoxical as that sounds. And that courage is possibly one of the most difficult and courageous things to do, to say, I don't feel like I'm good enough, but then to move forward anyway. I mean, I remember reading a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I can't remember who wrote it, but that was a very pivotal book in my life. Yes, I love that. I have this motto that I have to just do it scared because a lot of stuff scares me. Me too. But I also know I want, like, just like you, I want my business to succeed and I want to be able to impact lives. But your business is successful, isn't it? It is very successful. And I'm so glad you bring that up. It's successful despite of the fact that there are many days that I feel like I'm not good enough. 
but I do it anyway. Because I know deep down inside me, I know I'm offering, I'm giving value and, and helping people transition out of a job into an entrepreneurship. But still, there's that. I love that you said that there has to be courage there. I went and got acupuncture. I get acupuncture every single week. And I love the woman who does it for me. And when I lay on the table, she says, Where, what do you want me to focus on? And it's usually an emotion. And I said, give me courage because it was right before the episode went live. And I needed courage for that. I needed courage to be vulnerable. Yep. And so you're totally right. They go hand in hand. Well, you know what? Um, if you hadn't published that episode, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We would so be talking true. about courses. And to yeah, be honest, while I'm very keen I, on talking about courses, this means a lot more to me right now. Yeah, I appreciate that. I could feel just even having the conversation. I don't have these conversations. You're only the third person so far that I've even talked about this publicly with um, beyond my podcast. And I think people need to hear it that as you're growing your business, as you're doing what you want to do in this world, it is so normal to feel not enough. And it's sad, but it's true. And you can still do it anyway. And I believe that people need to see you. It's not enough to type up a blog post or it's not enough to put a stock image up on social media. I feel that where it's going in terms of just online marketing in general and building businesses online, people need that connection. No matter if you're overweight, if, if like you said, you don't have hair anymore or <laughs> if, if you're not completely eloquent on video, like not everyone is totally comfortable on video, but I want you to find a way to make that connection. Let people see you. It's so scary, but man, it's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's two things I want to say. And one of them is that while I think it's very important for us as online entrepreneurs to show up authentically, I have seen some people pretty much almost force themselves to cry on stage. And oh. that puts me off. Yeah, I think it needs to be authentic. It needs to be who you really are. And if it's true for you, and I think most people will be able to tell, uh, then great, you should be authentic and show up as yourself. But I do think, particularly if you're somebody who's trying to you know, build a brand, it's important to show up as yourself and show up in your own truth rather than trying mm -hmm. to create something. One episode that I created, which I really loved, a dear friend of mine, her name is Julie McDonald, episode 128, we talked about how to build your brand in the media using authenticity. And that was a very powerful episode. I recommend, you know, if you're listening to it, if you're listening to this, you might enjoy that. It's productiveinsights.com forward slash 128. So, okay, so uh, there was another thing I was going to talk about, and I've completely forgotten what it was. Yeah, me something. You think of that in the meantime. And I wanted to mention that you were talking about um, the importance of, of showing up and being authentic. And I've thought a lot about that word because I do think it's also a buzzword. We've been hearing it in social media for years now. And so I thought, well, what does that really mean? And there's two things for me. One, I want to be vulnerable and authentic and real, but I asked myself, was I? And I realized very rarely do I feel uncomfortable sharing anything. So I'm probably not opening up enough. I think once in a while, like my episode this week, you got to feel a little uncomfortable yeah. knowing that, okay, I am opening up a little bit. If you're totally comfortable all the time, you're probably not being super, super real. You That's can't only point. share the good stuff. 
But another thing is, I think it's important, and I don't know, not everyone will agree with me, and you might not either, but there's a fine line between just sharing the bad stuff with just to share it. Because sometimes if people see you as a leader, you're going to share this bad thing. I just say like, you're just vomiting it up. And then, and then what, what do people do with that? Now in my episode, I didn't teach anything. I actually said, I'm going through this right now. So I can't give you tips and tricks to make it better. But what I can say is that I'm learning to show up even though I have these feelings. I feel like we at least need to look at who we're speaking to, what value can we offer? We might not be able to teach a lesson in the moment, but it can't just be share and walk away and be done with it. I feel like we have a responsibility to make something out of it. And I just feel like, I mean, not to sound so dramatic, it makes the world a better place, but sure. I don't know. They're just It's hard for me to put into words, but I think you got to be careful with how you share sometimes. I agree. And that was one of the reasons I've always tended to finish my episodes with action steps at the end to try and give the listener or the uh, or the viewer, in this case, something to walk away with and to implement in their lives to make it real for them. As you say in your courses, make it real, which I love, by real. the way. Um, <laughs> I, and so we'll go, that's a great segue to go into the action steps section. Um, but there is one thing I wanted to mention. I did remember the other thing I was going to tell you. And it's actually quite funny and embarrassing too. Um I used to be, as you know, very self-conscious about my hair loss and stuff. And there was a period of time when I used to go to this acupuncturist. And when you were talking about the acupuncturist, it reminded me of this. And I don't know, he had this technique. And maybe it was um, the placebo effect. I don't know. But it actually did work. He used to use a special kind of acupuncture to grow my hair back on my head. And, I love it. And <laughs> he would... <coughs> he would use these electrodes and it was some kind of, I don't know, I don't even know if it was, it was just, do it was a bit dodgy, but it worked. And <laughs> I actually, my hair was growing, but it was costing me like 90 bucks a session. It was like three 90 bucks sessions a week. And I was, you know, probably vain That's back a then. Lot. It's a lot of money. And so soon after that, I got married and uh, my, we were looking to buy a house and my wife said, okay, this has got to go. And I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> and she was like, every single hair in your head is costing us a brick in a house. No. <laughs> no more. I love so the sacrifices we make, you see, if I wasn't you married, see, I would have a full head of hair. Right. We're blaming it on your wife for the record. <laughs> That's it. Now, I hope she's not listening or watching, yeah. but she probably will. Uh. Okay, so there's so much more I wanted to talk about, but sadly, you know, we have to respect time and maybe we can talk in another episode even about yeah. this. Let's talk about action steps. I'm going to try and make it into a step-by-step -step, numerical thing. So yeah. I'm just making this up as I go along. Step one, when you experience a challenge in business, in our case, it is video, being on video, uh, but in your case, if you're listening or watching this video, it might be believing that you're capable of being successful, feeling like you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, because we know so much of entrepreneurship is mindset. Step one, name the feeling. So it might be, I'm feeling shame, I'm feeling fear, I'm feeling anxiety, I'm feeling anger with myself or with somebody else. I'm feeling blocked. You might even be feeling nothing because some of us do feel nothing. And there's some important content around attachment styles that I will link to at the end of this episode. 
uh, link to in the show notes. Um, but depending on your, on your attachment style, you're prone to feeling more or less. Anyway, so step one, what am I feeling? Name the feeling. Step two, notice where and how that feeling is manifesting in your body. Because I read somewhere 70% of emotion is physical sensation. So noticing the sensation in your body, using your breath as an anchor. So take a deep breath. Step two, take a deep breath and notice the sensation in your body and say, where am I feeling this feeling that I've just named? Anger, fear, sadness, whatever. Maybe I'm feeling it as a tingling in my arms or maybe I'm feeling it as butterflies in my stomach. And sit with that feeling while noticing your breath. Notice the speed of your breath. Is it slowing down? Is it speeding up? And as you watch it, the feeling will start to change. Maybe it'll morph. Maybe it'll increase in intensity. Maybe it'll decrease. But eventually, it will dissipate. And once it has dissipated, you have gained distance and objectivity from that feeling. And the third step then is to say, now, how do I feel about that original situation that was making me anxious? So um, those are the action steps for me. How about you, Amy? Ooh, that was good, good action steps. I didn't know I was going to come up with some as, as well. I think um, the whole idea of mindfulness and being very aware, especially when it comes to emotions, very aware of what you're feeling, what you're thinking and how it's affecting you, I think just right there, taking a moment and realizing, wait a second, this is an emotion. It is not going to take me down if I don't let it. And I can move through these emotions. I do think awareness around that is really important. But some action steps. One, I feel like we have to find our person that we're going to trust in and uh, listen to and learn from. Great so I have point. a few of them. Like I, I mentioned, Brooke's podcast episode, I love. I actually have a coach that I confide in. Um, I have some a few people in my life that I can go to. And I really do believe that if you don't have that support system, whether you know them or not, Brooke and I aren't really close friends, but I look at her like she is my um, go-to person. Right. And if I didn't have a few of those, I'd feel very much alone in this. Great so that's point. one step like to find your tribe, right? Not your audience tribe, but that a tribe. Mental. A mentor, yeah. I think so very important. I've done a you stack do of episodes about mentors. I'll link to them in this show in the oh, show good. notes. And I will also link to Brooke's episode. So yeah. if you could send that to me, that'd be great. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. I think that's so true. Don't go at it alone. There's no need to do so. So finding your mentor, finding your person out there that you're going to learn from and get support from, so incredibly important. So I think I don't have great action items in line like you do. No, that's great. One, being aware of it to finding your mentor, I do think is has been immensely helpful to me. The last thing is the action I'd love you all to take is figure out, you already know, you don't have to figure it out. Know that one thing that's holding you back. For me, it's my weight. Um, I know you and I have kind of talked about that together. We have some similarities there. But whatever your thing is, it doesn't even have to be anything related to appearance. Yeah. But whatever your thing is, it is holding you back. There is no doubt in my mind we all have something like that. What can you do while you do it scared or do it even though you have all these feelings? What can you do to push yourself forward? I would love it in the next 48 hours, 
you do that one thing that you know you're doing it despite of your fear or your anxiousness or whatever, I do feel like me doing that episode really opened doors for me to do more of that. So I had to take that one big leap. So what would be your one big leap? You know, that's such a good point. In fact, I would encourage you to leave a comment in the comment section of this episode, which you can access at ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 145. So I recommend you do that and just say, hey, this is the action I'm going to take. And I promise at least for the next six months to respond to every single comment. Ah, So very cool. That's very cool of you. I love that. Cool. Well, um, wow. It was awesome having you on the show. This is a different direction, but thank you for allowing me to talk about this. I think I need to talk about it more. So you gave me a platform to do so. So thank you so much. Thank you for talking about it. And I'm truly honored that you have agreed to do that. And I don't know. I have no words. Uh, I mean, (laughs) just thank you. So that was the end of the interview. I hope you enjoyed it. And now for the bloopers. Ready? Here we go. Through her best-selling marketing courses, she inspires... Um, (laughs) Do that bit again. Um, For over 2,000... For over 250,000 online entrepreneurs. That's not going to happen. But... Let's come back to talking a little bit more about, um, sorry, I'm having a mental blank here, but let's, let's come back to talking a little bit more about accepting ourselves as we are. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comments section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today?